Very Good Music, a BGM podcast, is now proudly associated with RPGera.com, where you can find reviews, videos, podcasts, and more covering all your pop culture needs. Brian, the founder and CEO of RPG Era, has been featured on the show before and also hosts his own BGM podcast, BG Mania, with his friend Frank. Are you a fan of wrestling? Check out Blood and Destroyers, a podcast all about AEW. Into general gaming news and commentary? Max Level is the podcast for you. Looking to commiserate about the darker side of pop culture? Join Frank on Terrible, a horrible, no good, very bad podcast. Finally, The Media Files, hosted by Kyle, is your one-stop shop for all of your pop culture needs. Check out all of RPG Era's offerings using the link in the show notes. Now, let's listen to some very good music. Greetings, gamers. I'm Bed Ross. I'm Shukabao. And I'm RJ, the random guy they kidnapped on the street. <laughs> and you're listening to Very Good Music. A VGM podcast. listening in America had a happy Thanksgiving and that you know now it's a getting into December we're starting our big December block of stuff it's gonna be a fun month what's our Christmas episode gonna be this year I've told you what our Christmas episodes oh yeah I, 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 I can't say words yeah Koji Kondo and yeah. specifically what Koji Kondo uh, winter tracks winter tracks yep excited about that and we're going to talk a little more about what's coming up in December. Um, it's actually funny because we've already recorded one of our December episodes, so I don't want to talk about it yet. We're recording another one this afternoon, and right now we're recording the first December episode with your good buddy, RJ. Hi. Who we've mentioned on the show a couple of times and who's uh, recommended some tracks here and there, uh, who I just found out has barely actually listened to the show. <laughs> I'm a fake fan. I'm a fraud. <laughs> But you also said you're going to go home and binge it, so bless you. I give you my permission to skip the whole first season, because <laughs> audio quality. We played some good music, though, because we always play what, Chukabao? Uh, um, we haven't actually played a Tales of Symphonia track in a while. I was going to say we play one Tales of Symphonia track in an episode, but that was season one. Um, <laughs> very season good one? music. Very good music. I threw you off, because I usually remember to do that like way later in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and that play-in track that you heard is one that I think a lot of people probably know. That was the opening theme without sound effects, which was a little bit weird, to Super Smash Bros. Melee. 
Super Smash Brothers! Yeah. <laughs> I can never get behind Melee's. I've, I've barely played it. I don't own it. I've just like played it here and there. It is such a buggy, unbalanced mess. <laughs> and just, I just, I don't like it. Yeah, Melee is the only one we don't have. It is the only one we don't have, and I mean, I I grew up honestly. I grew up with the first one, and so grew up. I was already like y'all's age when the first one came out, but uh, so that's the one I had a lot of nostalgic memories for. That's the one I took to college and had tournaments with with my frat brothers. Was the original, and I liked melee. Like I played it a lot with a buddy of mine over summer, the first summer after my freshman year of college, and I did like it a lot for for the time. Based on what we had had before, it was mind blowing. Uh, I still remember turning on the GameCube, I think I've shared this on the show before, and hearing that uh, the temple theme for The Legend of Zelda, oh, and yeah. just, that, that's one of those moments in my past when I was like, this is what video game music is, this is what it can be. Um, Ice Cap Zone, and then Melee Temple theme. I love Ice Cap Zone so much. Ice Cap Zone was one of my first, uh, like, what I really noticed the music in a video game, and was like, man, this is awesome, and I want to listen to this when I'm not playing the game. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Melee. So, but we're not actually going to be talking a whole lot about the gameplay of the games we're discussing today, because like we usually do, we're going to be talking about the music. And Shukapal, who composed all this music today? Uh, Mother 3 guy. <laughs> Did you really forget his name? No. Okay. Jogo Sakai. <laughs> I owe him my life. <laughs> I'm trying oh. to mix things up and it's not working. That's okay. It was funny. It's, it's it's good because like you're so dry, I can't even tell, and so now people are gonna laugh at me because <laughs> they probably picked up on it and I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Chogo Sakai. So, um, yeah, Chogo Sakai has been in video game music for over 30 years. He started out with Data East way back in the late 80s. Has not composed for nearly as many games as most of the other people that we've discussed so far this season. So uh, we do have a variety of games for you today. I think the only one that we're repeating is the game that we specifically asked RJ to bring the tracks for because it is such a special game to him. And we're going to go in chronological order like we have been for most of the season. So the pattern is going to be a little bit strange. I'm bringing the first two tracks and then Shukapau is coming in with two tracks. Then we're going to feature RJ and uh, the game that's kind of the star of the show. Then we're going to go back to Shukapau and then come back to me. So our tracks today are going to run, again, almost 30 years. Our first game is from 1990. Our last game is from 20... Well, the version, um, most recent version actually came out in 2020. So literally 30 years. Wow. And... It's, it's going to be fun. We've got kind of a variety of music on today. Sakai has um, a really, really interesting style, and kind of like Motoi Sakuraba, a lot of times when you're listening to something by Shogo Sakai, you can just tell. that's It's Shogo Sakai. But it can also surprise you, and I think that uh, y'all might be surprised by some of what we're going to be listening to today. Now, I'm curious, RJ, I know that you've played the game that you're bringing the music from. Yep. Chukabao, have you played the games, all the games that you're bringing the music from? Um, you haven't played Melee, have you? No, I've only played one lucky. of the games I have on here. <laughs> and is that Brawl? Yep. Wow. Okay. Well, I guess, yeah, I haven't played one of them either. I feel like I've played at least a demo for the DS one we're talking about. But I have only played... Let me see. forgot what I'm bringing. 
I've only played one of the games on my list, and I haven't uh, played it very much because, frankly, I didn't enjoy the gameplay all that much. It looks fantastic, but we're teasing all this stuff we're going to be talking about. I think we should probably just go ahead and get into it. Um, first, really briefly, Shogo Sakai was born... In 60 or 61, we don't have as much information about him as we do about some of the big ones like Shimamura and Kondo and all those. Uh, but he initially worked for Data East. Our first couple of games actually were published by Data East. He eventually moved to HAL Laboratory in 1996. And HAL was the developer for most of the games that we're going to be talking about today. They're, I guess, technically a second-party developer, kind of like Game Freak um, for Nintendo. But it's all under the Nintendo... Umbrella. They're, uh, th these characters are considered first-party characters in, in Smash. So, But he's been working for HAL ever since then, where he composed, like I said, almost all the games that are on our list. Uh, he is also an orchestrator. He arranged and um, basically composed all the additional music for uh, the songs in the Kirby 25th Anniversary Concert that was held across Japan in 2017. It was a concert? Yeah, it was like the um, the Zelda and Final Fantasy concerts that went, you know, the circuit here in the States. But okay, this one was I, I know about in, the Final uh, Fantasy concert since I was there, mm -hmm. but um, did not know the Zelda... I didn't know there was a Zelda one, so that's, yep. that's crazy. Yep. If the Zelda one comes back to the States, oh, we're going to go. We're going to find a way to go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, apparently there was a Kirby concert that went in, uh, that, that went the went around Japan in 2017. So. Yeah, that's... Why is Japan going to cool He also arranged... Um, a lot of the ambient music that plays in the Kirby cafes that are sprinkled around Japan, which you didn't know about those either. Yeah, I want to go to one of those. It is, it, it's on my bucket list to go yep. there. Yep. I, I, yeah, we're going to have to... Maybe we can... Eat Wispy Woods. <laughs> maybe we can arrange a um, like a remote record in Japan at some point. It'll be for our, like our... I don't know, we probably can't afford it for our 100th, but maybe like our 200th episode or something. We can record in Japan. That would be super fun. But, you know, I think that we're going to go ahead and get into the music. And I'll have a little bit more to share about Sakai and his background when we get to RJ's uh, picks for the episode. But for now, I'm going to go ahead and play my tracks. Don't have a whole lot to say about these games. So we'll play the track and then kind of talk about it a little bit and then come back and play the next one. And then we'll get into Shukapau's first block. But first... I'm going to try not to butcher this. This is the only um, pre-16-bit game on the list. Uh, um, Sakai did compose a couple of early um, NES Famicom games when he was with Data East. This is from the Famicom game Tantai Jinguji Saburu Toki no Sigiyuku Mamani. This is an unknown track, <laughs> and this was once again published and developed by Data East and released on the Famicom in 1990.
And we're back. I'm not going to try to pronounce the Japanese name of this game again, but I did some looking, and this is apparently from the Jake Hunter series. Uh, this is, once again, it's an unknown track. The YouTube comment says that uh, one person does recognize the track, and a slightly faster version is also used in Werewolf the Last Warrior, which I think Sakai also composed as part of the final boss theme. Other than that, don't really know anything about this. Apparently in these games, these are like mystery games where time is kind of an important role. Oh boy, um, time travel, let's go. Time travel, yeah. So the player must have... Oh, oh, okay, not time travel. Time limits. Aww. Those aren't as fun at all. Pikmin! Um, Pikmin! <laughs> Pikmin. Mask! Yay. The player must solve the mystery within a time frame, and each command takes a certain amount of time. If the player takes too long... If the player takes too long, they won't solve the mystery, and um, resulting in a bad ending. Like most Japanese graphical adventure games, several commands are presented to the player, and the player must choose one. Because the game is on a cartridge rather than a discard, progress is continued by a passwords rather than save files. So, man, this is really old school. <laughs> and apparently the, um, the story... Uh, Jake is sent to investigate a burglary at a mansion, and his assistant, Yulia, uh, goes to search the home of a young boy. And while they seem simple on their own, they get more complicated as you realize that they kind of overlap. So, sounds kind of interesting. The screenshots look, I mean, pretty cool for, for this time period. It's all in Japanese, so you'd have to find a translated ROM hack, I guess, to actually play it. But what'd y'all think of that, uh, that tune? That was very good music. <laughs> this is probably my RPG bias coming in, but it sounded like an RPG battle theme. So I was, I was like about yeah. to ask, like, what like genre is this? And when you said mystery game, like I, like I did a double take because like you don't expect that to be in like a sort of slower paced game like that. Yeah, I would probably put this in like the uh, category of first person puzzle game, so like a point and click type thing or a visual novel style game. Um, and yeah, you're right. This isn't really as ambient. I would have expected something like a side-scrolling, uh, maybe like yeah. a, a light gun game or something like that. It reminds me of Castlevania, actually. It does have some Castlevania vibes. I was thinking of stuff from, actually, Konami uh, is what I would have thought of. So Castlevania is Konami. There's an old game called The Legend of Bayou Billy. It's a side-scrolling beat-em-up. Uh, it's this Cajun dude that's like going through the swamp to rescue his girlfriend. It's actually a really interesting game. Uh, there, but this this reminded me. It's got that kind of Bayou Billy vibe to it. But it's definitely really cool. It's got sort of a... Um, I, I, I'm notorious at not being great at genre, but it's got this sort of like dirty funk thing going on, um, sort of a southern sort of funk or jazz. Um, it, it has a swamp music vibe, I think. So, like Forest Swamp Naval. Man. <laughs> swamp Was that? Man. Yeah. Forest Naval. Forest Naval. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, that was my first track, and now we're going to get into one that I actually have heard some people play before. The There is a genre of, well, genre. There are a few different genres of game that have sort of famously chill music in video game music community. What types of games, without, like, knowing what types of games do y'all think would have, like, really chill kind of music? Tetris 06. That's a specific game. I was thinking more of, like, a category. <laughs> you of said um, visual novels. Visual... I can't talk. Visual novels earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Any particular sports? Uh, golf. Golf? Golf games tend to have kind of jazzy or chill music. Probably also tennis, if... It is it being played by plumbers, princesses, and <laughs> mushrooms. Yeah, and goddesses. Um, 
Mahjong actually has its whole uh, own whole following in a VGM, uh, and pool pool games are um, not like water pool, but billiards pool. Um, pool games have uh, classic um, like jazzy, smooth music, and that's where I first heard. This soundtrack we're going to be talking about today. This is from a Sega Genesis or Mega Drive game called Minnesota Fats Pool Legend. Have y'all ever heard of Minnesota Fats? No. Not surprised at all. He it's he was he was a pool legend. Um, and I don't I don't remember what his real name was. Um, there actually apparently was some kind of controversy about him and his name or whatever. But Minnesota Fats was uh, was a really really. He was famous as a pool player. He was in um, a really popular pool movie called uh, The Hustler. There was an, a sequel to that called The Color of Money, but both of those movies are way too old for y'all to have ever seen them. But this is from the uh, <laughs> the Mega Drive game, based on this guy. It's really just a pool game. I don't remember how it played very much at all, but the Super Mercado Bros uh, video game music podcast, uh, Carl and Will, play they like this game a lot, or they like music to this game a lot. I don't know. They never played the game either, but I've I've been rambling now for uh, almost a minute straight. We're just going to go ahead and and play the track, and then hear what you all have to say about it. Uh, I I do recommend everybody check out this whole soundtrack, and pretty much all the soundtracks we're going to be talking about today are just great front to back. We're going to be listening to the fine draw from Minnesota Fats Pool Legend. Again, that was the fine draw from Minnesota Fats Pool Legend, which was developed and published by Data East for the Sega Genesis in 1995. And you guys were saying some really cool stuff, which is actually why I stopped listening and started recording again. 
Why don't we start that over? You, Shukapau, um, you said that this made you think of what first? Uh, made me think of Pokemon, like a town theme. It specifically reminded me of Nacarine City from Black and White. That's the, like, Wild West soundy one, right? That, like, everyone loves. Uh, I don't think so. Are you talking about the generation or the town? No, it's, it's the the town. Uh, no, I don't think it was. It's the one with the museum. Oh. Yeah, I haven't played Black and White, so I, I wouldn't know. I really need to. Yeah. Um, it's only his probably, favorite Pokemon game, so. Yeah. I can probably <laughs> lend you White, too. It, it sounds sort of like a Toby Fox theme, like Undertale and Deltarune. It would be like mm-hmm. for... It would be like the the villain of that of that chapter in Deltarune, I guess. It would be like the like a lancer, a, a spamton. But like but, it, like the like part where you more, like more, the, the cutscene, so to speak, where you meet the villain, not yeah. necessarily the battle theme, but but yeah. more of like chill. Okay. Like after, like after Lancer sort of joins the fun gang a bit, where it's just like, hey, we're all friends now. We're just sort of like vibing. Yeah, I definitely hear that. And then uh, you also said something about Metopia, Shukapau. Yeah. Um, <laughs> RJ was actually talking about the sort of that aura. Um, yeah. So uh, we I... talked about on our on our bonus episode uh, that um, RJ is developing and writing a game called Aura, which Shukapau is making the music for. Mostly just the writing. I have no idea how to code. Um, I'll get. I'll I'll learn someday. But um, yeah, whatever. But yeah. So talk a little um, about whatever. How, um, this, but also I wanted to give you uh, some time to talk about that. So. Um, yeah, it's Aura is basically an RPG. It's quirky Earthbound inspired RPG. Yeah, real, um, <laughs> real original. But uh, that's it. Quirky Earthbound inspired RPG is starting to gain the same notoriety that Metroidvania has in yeah. the gamer community. But, so. <laughs> but it's like negative instead of positive. For a lot of people, Metroidvania is not positive. They really don't really? like that term. Like, they like the games, but they don't like the term itself. <laughs> Metroidvania has become associated with Hollow Knight. There's a, there's a whole, um, it's a generational thing. So, yeah. it's, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of, I don't really care, but it is kind of fun sometimes to be grumpy old man about it and be like, <laughs> but, but what would you call it? It's, it's a really, it's, it's a mouthful of genre. But anyway, Soul's continue. Like Talk to, tell us more about your quirky Earthbound inspired <laughs> RPG. Um... <laughs> um, it has a talking ferret. <laughs> yeah, ferret. Yeah, that's amazing. I want this game. <laughs> and also, he's trains. Nice, nice. Um, trains rights. Um, yes, they are indeed human rights. They are. Um, it's kind of where it's the same sort of like a group of kids get together thing that Earthbound and like I guess Deltarune have going on. But it's it's more about time travel, um, and self like self improvement and growing as a person. And it sort of has less of um, the main plot isn't as important as like the characters' individual arcs. Okay. That's really all I can think of off the top of my head to say about it without like getting into like the characters. Sounds like my kind of game. I really like character driven stories. Those are the ones that give me the most what is this uh, what did this music make you think about though um so in the hotels bit it would be just exactly like earthbound you just go in rest up it's heal sort of thing but there would also be a sort of i guess metopia type thing that like uh shukipa was sort of like mentioned where it's just 
hanging out at a hotel. This would, like, increase their, like, bonds with each other, and that would lead to, like, eventually, like, gaining, like, team attacks where they, like, combo, where, where it's, like, Chrono Trigger, Bug Fables, oh, cool. something like that. Do you have anything that you've composed that you think would be in this sort of similar vein to Uh, maybe. I did compose the, uh, theme for, you know, that hotel thing that, you know, he was talking about. Okay. I gotta listen to all your tracks again. They're really good. Oh, thanks. Maybe we can, uh, feature that, that hotel theme in the, uh, the background, because we've been talking for a while. I think that the music's probably petered out by now, but, um, but this is a really, really cool track. Um, it's got that jazzy sort of, uh, saxophone-style sense, and... <laughs> I mean, you got to suspend disbelief um, because not everybody likes this particular like sound font, but um, I do. It's nostalgic for me. But you could you could hear like an actual jazz ensemble playing something like this in in a bar, um, bar club, honky tonk, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and so when you said Wild West, it does sort of have that like a um, it has more of a lounge feel, I think. But when I hear Wild West, I often think of like honky tonk style music uh, with you know the guy playing the piano in the corner yeah. and stuff. So the Trumpets um, and the Lego movie. Yeah, <laughs> I love the Lego movie. But this this whole thing is is this whole soundtrack is really cool. There is a playlist done by uh, a YouTuber named Ed Vision. Or no, Ed's Vision, E-D-Z, and then the word Vision. And the video is really cool. It's got an old-timey jukebox, and then it shows the name of the track and everything. It actually reminds me of the VGM Jukebox uh, podcast from way back in the day, so maybe that's why I like this presentation so much. But uh, I think this actually may also be imagery from the game, because apparently there is like a jukebox option in the game where you can go and listen to all the music, which is really, really cool, because not all games had that way back then. And so it's nice that uh, um, some of Sakai's music here actually got to be featured a little bit in, in the game itself. Well, now we're getting into Shukapau's first block of tracks, and uh, we're going to uh, go back a little bit. We're up to, this is the same game that we played in with, unless I'm mistaken. Uh, it came out in 2001. Uh, Shukapau, what are we going to be listening to next? We're going to be listening to Menu 2 from Super Smash Brothers Melee. Menu 2 from Super Smash Bros. Melee, released in 2001 for the Nintendo GameCube, and developed by HAL Laboratory yep. and Nintendo. 
And moving forward, everything else is developed by HAL and published by Nintendo, so we'll probably still say it because I never remember to not say these things, but uh, yeah, if we don't, you know. And of course, as everything else, composed by Shogo Sakai. Shukapa, why did you pick this track? Um, I just really like it. It's good. I like this one. I've heard this one a lot, and as we were we were discussing while the track was playing, uh, RJ said it's like it knew what it was going to become. Yeah, it was... <laughs> Like somehow it was gonna be the biggest crossover ever. Well, not not Smash in general, but like specifically, me- like a new melee was going to really launch be it like, into yeah, like crazy like crazy huge fighting game that is like revered as one of the greatest games of all time. I guess. Yeah, yeah, and uh, definitely a landmark game. Uh, melee is the one that made Smash really like a household name, and it's the reason it kept coming back. And this theme also continues to come back as an optional menu theme in every other game. Yeah. So, um, any, do you have like a favorite part of this or a favorite uh, like? Uh, what? <laughs> do you have like a favorite? <laughs> it's a pretty short tune, but do you have like a favorite part of it, or um, is there something from it that makes it stand out? Um, I mean, I really like the part where it goes. Within the last like two measures, it goes something like that. Yep, yep. Good stuff. Music words. Music words. Um, and I like the softer bit, like near the end, where it sort of like does the like main theme of melee, mm-hmm. and it like sort of stops the actiony feel of it. Like I, I love the, I love the beating because it just like slaps you in the face. But I also love to like sort of like smaller sort of like. Calm like, down. It's like, yes. oh, you're you're gonna be on this menu for a while. Okay, we'll we'll chill out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I do like how it calls back to, to the main theme. This is really, a, really really a cool theme, and I I like how it's like connected to the series so much. People forget the composers behind some of these things. Like uh, this one was famously Shogo Sakai. Uh, Hirokazu Ando was a really big deal for the Brawl soundtrack. Uh, of course, I think more people know that Uematsu composed the opening to Brawl than know the actual composers behind the other games. So, yeah, you didn't know Nobuo Uematsu, Final Fantasy guy, composed the opening theme for Brawl. So, oh, wow. Yeah. You knew that, right? Maybe? I think, I guess you had forgotten that, but yeah, Nobuo Uematsu composed. Wow. The, um, I, love, I love the Brawl. Audi Milius. <laughs> the Brawl main theme. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like imagining the, the intro now. And I, and I eat a tsunami. <laughs> um, everyone, look up... Um, what is it called? The Misheard like, Lyrics. Oh yeah, m- m- Misheard um, Brawl opening theme, Misheard Lyrics. It's, it's, it's really like fun. It's 10 years old. Yeah, it's good though. It's good. Alright, and now we're moving to Shukapau's second track. What are we going to be listening to now? Uh, another GameCube track. Yep. Yay. This is Fantasy Meadows from Kirby Air Ride, which was included in the um, 20th anniversary. Yep, it was. I don't remember if Fantasy Meadows has been featured in Smash, but this is a really is. this is a really oh. good theme. Uh, it was just City Trial. I think that this I mean, is. I think it was City Trial and Fantasy Meadows. Oh. I think that this is um, Sakai's first foray into Kirby music. I also think that the version of Fountain of Dreams that is played in Melee, which is 
my favorite version of the gourmet race theme ever oh, yeah. was uh, was in air ride as well yeah. so yeah all right so this is once again fantasy meadows from kirby air ride was Fantasy Meadows from Kirby Air Ride, released in 2003, and uh, 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 developed by HAL and released, released by Nintendo for the GameCube. I really want this game. Like, I don't know why I haven't hunted it down. It's it's a Kirby racing game. It's apparently really fun. And it's the music... Cube, meaning it's super expensive. expensive. <laughs> it is super and expensive. And likes to pretend it doesn't exist. <sighs> like money thing. Like fun. This yeah. track exists, though. It, yeah. it sure does exist, and it's really good. And it reminded us of quite a few things, too. Uh, the first thing we noticed was, RJ, you uh, you picked out a this sounded like a Kirby's Adventure tune. Uh, yeah, I, I just said, like, ah, I think this is, I think I think this is like a leitmotif from somewhere, so. And you um, hummed it, and I recognized it, and we went back, and it's uh, the first Festival yeah. Valley theme. So, yeah, yeah, good stuff. And it's one of these things that Sakai can do. When you listen to especially this soundtrack, I feel like, and then the Rainbow Curse soundtrack, you hear these callbacks to a lot of classic Kirby tunes, but they're not actual, like, recreations or remixes of them. It's really, really cool the way he can do that. Uh, there was a part in here that made me think of Crowned, or just specifically when Kirby fights the, you know, Cthulhu universe-ending threat. <laughs> and uh, then at the end is the, the part that sounds... Just like the melee intro, <laughs> like totally ripping himself off there. But uh, this was this was really really cool though. Uh, Shukapa, why did you? There were several really good air ride tracks. Sakai composed four or five of them, and all of them could have really come in. But why did you pick this one? Do you think? Uh, because it's I, I recognize it. It's from the 20th anniversary soundtrack. Okay. Where um actually Dusk and I first watched the. Kirby right back at you anyway. The yep. first three episodes. 
That's right. We do have that on there. Um, sure. That was a really cool package. The the Kirby 20th anniversary. I wish that Nintendo would do more stuff like that. Yeah, they should do that again. Like if they had done that for the Mario 3D All Stars thing. <sighs> That's oh, if they, they, like, they, 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 they set us up, like, the Wii generation was Nintendo's generation for fan service, like, they really did a lot. Rest in peace, and, they were so entitled. Yeah, so. <laughs> but the GameCube generation, they were, they were still giving us some really great games. I think that they were starting to get a little bit nervous because they had been top of the heap for so long and they had finally like beat Sega into the ground and now here comes Microsoft and uh, uh, Sony had already been kind of creeping up but yeah um, but you know what GameCube still I think per capita GameCube has the best library when you look at like the size of the library but then how many of those games are really really good so but I mean PlayStation 2 had Ratatouille, so who's re- who really won the console war? <laughs> oh, a fair point. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that takes care of our first four tracks of the episode, which means it is now time for us to get into RJ's Yay. block of tracks. We are going to be talking about a game that's is a favorite for a lot of people and a lot of people also in the West, which is interesting because it's never actually been officially released over here. Uh, also, probably Shogo Sakai's most beloved soundtrack. This is a massive score. I think there are over 200 songs on this list, and he really, really knocked that out of the park. Um, I, I wanted to read this excerpt from an interview that Nindori.com did with, I believe this is the developer of the game. Uh, his name is, hold on, no it's not. Oh, Mother Forever? Yeah, I did some research. Um, so yeah, I, you know what, first, why don't we actually just talk a little about, I'll get into some of this other stuff later, but um, you just shared that you and Mother 3 have the same birthday? Um, not Mother 3, um, but uh, Itoi. Oh, okay. I the 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 director. Yeah. Guy. Well, well, not not just the director, just straight up creator of the series. Oh, oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Right. Like that 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 blew my mind when I found out uh, that. Yeah, just the the creator <laughs> of my favorite game series has the same birthday as me. That's. It, it, was, <laughs> it, it is. It is pretty cool. Pretty cool. Well, what is your what's your history with this series? Why do why do you um, why do you feel like you love it so much? Which I know is two different questions. So. Go free, ramble. Um, so, I think my first experience with it was when I watched a game theory, not the Earthbound game theory. We are not discussing that. We're not discussing that. Um, it was like one of the like really old ones about like, oh, this game is dark. Whoa. Um, but I, <laughs> um, but I didn't like. I had no idea what Earthbound was at the time. I just like, oh, this is a this is a game, I guess. Then I watched like the first few episodes of Chugga Conroy's yeah. like, original Earthbound Let's Play, um, and I just swore to myself, I'm gonna get this game one day because it, it looks cool. And no Ness from Smash now. Um, there is actually this like really this this is bit I look back on every once in a while and just like cringe. So I was playing like Smash. Uh, four with like a couple friends at like an arcade. It was versus gameplay. So oh, cool. it was like the first time I went there. 
that place. Um, yeah. Yeah, they closed. Uh, uh, it's really sad, but, um... Yeah, um, we were doing this, like, three of us were doing this thing where it's like, oh, we all have to play as different characters from the same series, and then I chose Mother, um, but there were only, there was only Ness and Lucas, so, I mean, one of us had to play, I just said, ah, play as Rob, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's, that's not the cringe part, it was, uh, it was, um, I played as Ness because I mained Ness back then, um, and yeah, like one of my friends, means gang. <laughs> I've left your cult. I'm not um, in the cult anymore. I've never seen him. Yeah, so I, I say to one of my friends, like, "Oh yeah, Lucas is from Earthbound." I, <laughs> I just want to punch thirteen-year-old me so bad. So, mm. Well, so, if my personal experience is any condolence, thirteen-year-olds have said far worse stuff than that. So. Very true. <laughs> yep. Um, and you know, a lot of Americans would be um, would be excused for thinking Lucas is from Earthbound because we have never officially gotten Mother Three. Oh, not, not only did I think he was from Earthbound, I thought he was Jeff. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> Purely well, because he's you hadn't played Earthbound yet at that point. Uh, yeah, I hadn't. So yeah, so. I hadn't. But then I like took one look at Jeff and I went, "Oh yeah, they're different characters." Whoops. <laughs> um, Jeff is my favorite. I love Jeff. I love his, I love his, like, backstory. Even though sometimes he wets the bed, he's still my favorite. He's still a good boy. <laughs> he is a good boy. Um, uh, Earthbound, it's no secret on this show either, Earthbound is really, really special to me. I, I love the game so much. I beat it so many times when I was a kid. And did you ever beat it on the SNES Classic? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like twice. Kind of Maybe yeah. three times. I beat Mother 3 twice. Cool. I still haven't beaten Mother 3. I think I got to the point right after you beat up the robot maid, and then for some reason I got oh, distracted. You were, yeah. You were just about to the part that makes everyone cry again. Oh. Well, I'll have to go back and play it again sometime. But, um, you know what? Why don't we go ahead and get into your first track, and then we'll come back and talk a little more about it. Uh, what are we going to be listening to first from Mother 3? Okay, we are listening to Mind of a Thief. So, this is. Um, this theme first shows up at the beginning of Chapter 2, right after you take control of Duster. Um, and it plays when you're just sort of walking around in Tasmili Village on your way to, like, the main area of the chapter. And it's... It's just such a perfect theme for char- for, for, for character... For Duster. <laughs> um, it just, like, represents... Like, he's just a guy. Like, he's, he's the weirdest character... He's the weirdest team member in the Mother series because he's normal. And this shows that. So well. Alright, so let's get into Mind of a Thief, or Duster's theme from Mother 3.
Okay, that was Mind of a Thief from Mother 3. Um, I don't think I have to say who it was composed by. <laughs> no, no, I think you're good. That was a really nice track. I, I've listened to pretty much this whole soundtrack at one point or another, but Duster, as a character, I really like a whole lot. Uh, like you said, he's a normal guy. He's sort of the everyman. Uh, but this theme also, there's a little bit of a sadness to it, which reminds me of Duster's story as well. Uh, so, since we're talking about a soundtrack of over 200 songs, um, this is, let me see, so 4 is 20% of 20. So that means it's like 2% of 200. <laughs> so you're getting to represent 2% of the soundtrack today. Why did you pick this track? I really like Duster. <laughs> um... But yeah, this, I listen to this theme just a lot. I'll just be like, uh, sitting in my room, just, just thinking about stuff this is like the perfect theme for just like, thinking mm -hmm. without really much emotion attached to it, I guess. Just like, yeah, just kind of letting your mind wander. I yeah. believe, I believe Shukapa would call that vibing. Vibing. <laughs> um, because one of the NPCs in Tasmili um, mentions how Duster goes on, like, midnight strolls. And this fits those perfectly. Okay. I have a jelly ranch in my mouth. Sorry for any, like, squelchy noises that I... <laughs> I want to go on a midnight stroll. Jelly, jelly ranch or asleep. ASMR. I'm always asleep. There you go. Um, it's... It's just so good at, like, describing Duster as a person. He's just sort of, like, this kind of weird guy, but, like, not weird weird just like he's the Roderick of the Mother 3 cast that is a s how do you how do you do it man woman Roderick oh from Dark Wimpy Wimpy yeah Wimpy Kid wow <laughs> okay but, um <laughs> and you were saying it's has sort of like a a sad sort of vibe to it and yeah that, that perfectly represents how he was sort of abused by a father who still loved him. Because, mm. like, yeah. he got his limp from, like, uh, Wes, like, pushing him so hard for, like, thief training. And that's, like, a big part of his character of just, like, he, you get the impression that he doesn't really think he's, like, all that special because of how Wes treats him. This is a heavy game. It's really, really good, but it's it's got the real feels. I love it so much. And and there's so much in this game that's about like these complicated family relationships, which, I mean, let's face it, pretty much all family relationships are complicated. But uh, Shukaba, what do you think about this? Uh, <laughs> what do you think about this soundtrack? It's very good music. Uh, sorry, this this particular song. It's it's still very good music. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I don't really think there's anything more to say that hasn't already been said. How do you feel about Duster as a character? You say that Duster canonically loves cheese. Oh yeah, Duster, Duster loves cheese. Well, Duster and I would be friends. We would go out for cheese lunch every day. Oh yeah, and my Utopia is safe by. I'm pretty sure you also love cheese canonically. Yes! <laughs> it's like real life. Yeah. Uh, cheese is good. Cheese. Cheese is our pal.
All right. Well, what is the next track we're going to play? Then when we come back, I'm going to talk a little about these uh, couple of interviews that I found, rare interviews. Where, that One is about Shogo Sakai, and one actually has Shogo Sakai in it. So what are we going to be listening to next? Okay, so next up I have Adolescence. from Mother 3, again. And there's a subtitle on this track that came up on YouTube, <laughs> Toilet Cow's Recommendation. Well, what's up with that? Um, so in in Chapter 5, um, you're, like, going down a highway, and you end up at this, like, bar. Like a, like a cafe, whatever. And um, it's, like, this really, like, dingy, like, hole-in-the-wall place that's, like, it's... You can't even run in it because, like, one of the waitresses says you'll kick up the mold spores. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a jukebox. I haven't figured out how to get it to work, but it does work if you, like, do something to it, I guess. Okay. Um, if I remember correctly, it's just like, ah, there's gum stuck to the thing, and it, so you can't get it to work at first. Hmm. But, um, like, the different people, like, working at the bar will, like, give you recommendations for the songs. For the songs that you should... They should play. Um, and right outside the cafe, there's like a super long line to the bathroom, and there's a cow in, li- in line. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that cow recommends adolescence to you. Oh, they, hide, they hide one of the best tracks in the game behind a, behind a cow waiting in line for the bathroom. <laughs> I. <clears throat> <laughs> this doesn't ring any bells. How have I never found this place? You pass by it in the store. One of the, the the chef guy has a shop right in front of it. 
Sounds like you're gonna have to do another playthrough and look out for this one. I need to though. I guess you were too busy <laughs> naming Lucas Ness. Like, a, like, a, like an insane person. Yeah. I might have to play through this again, too. This was a really, really fun track. I like it. This was good. And it was a new one for you. You haven't heard it yet. So. Well, very cool. I want to share a little bit from... This is an interview I found on MotherForever.net. I don't know originally where it was from. It says Dengeki Nintendo 64 from December 1997. Um, and I don't know who is doing the interviewing... But this is an interview with uh, Shogo Sakai and Takuto Kitsuda, who was also a, a sound programmer and sometime composer with HAL Laboratory. Um, the only thing I see for sure that he did on here was he... Well, um, so Takuto Kitsuda, I want to mention really briefly, has worked primarily with Pokemon, actually. Has done some composition on uh, Shadows of Almia. Ooh! Um... Heart Gold and Soul Silver, oh. Poke Park Wii Pikachu's Adventure. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the best Pokemon game. Hey, yeah. true true fact. We know that Pokemon spinoff games have amazing music, yep. so we're gonna have to check it out. Super um, Mystery Dungeon. Super Mystery Dungeon has like such a good main game. Oh yeah. Apparently, did the music for Pokemon Typing Adventure. Apparently, yep, yep. Typing Adventure. Excellent, excellent music. Apparently, did the music for Detective Pikachu. Oh. Um, also did the arrangements for Great Bay and Mute City for Smash Bros. Melee. Yeah. But apparently for Mother 3, uh, Kitsuta was the, I guess, like, implementer for Sakai's compositions. We talked a couple episodes back about uh, Naoki Kodaka and how Nobuyuki Haro would implement Kodaka's compositions for NES. So Sakai says that um, he's asked overall what kind of atmosphere he thinks the music of Mother 3 has. And Sakai says um, that the word that he would use is refreshing. It's a refreshing atmosphere. Um, he's a little, he was a little nervous at this point because he wanted to give strong first impressions, but he, in the end, settled on what he thought would be a refreshing sound, like for people coming back to the series after not having played it for a long time. He said that um, the director, Itoi, didn't order any specific details, uh, that he was basically allowed to do whatever he wanted, but... He said there might be some people like with the art design and stuff being told what to do, but as far as what he had to do, he kind of had free reign with the soundtrack, which, which I think is pretty cool. He composed all the songs for the entire project. Um, Takuto Kitsuta then took the songs that Sakai made and digitized them and added sound effects. And so he was the one who did the sound effects. Okay. Yeah. Sakai says that he often listened to the music of Mother 2 for reference and that he was nervous about replacing Hirokazu Tanaka on the score. Uh, he says it was a surprise because his music, Sakai's music, has a different flavor compared to Mother 2's music. And so he, he, um, he was surprised that he was chosen to do this soundtrack. And he thinks that he feels like his music will sound completely different from Mother 2, which in a lot of ways is true, yeah. but it also is definitely in the same family. Like, when you think of the love theme, Cut-ins. and you think of, like, the the my, my, our, the my Sanctuary themes, there's a similar kind of simplicity to those. He says that, uh, <laughs> he's asked if he made a lot of songs so far, and he says, I thought about it before. I think there will be about a hundred songs once the project is completed <laughs> in its entirety. <laughs> 
uh, which again is about half. <laughs> However, about 40 songs have been made so far. There is a main theme throughout it too. I arranged it and put this jingle wherever I could. While the melody itself stays the same, the arrangement itself changes, so it feels like a completely different song. Um, is he actually talking about Porky's theme there? Because um, I'm pretty sure early on the love theme didn't exist, and it was just. Like, Porky's theme was the main theme. There's, like, a sad version that went unused. I have another interview that um, talks about that a little bit. So I do think that's the motif he's talking about. Uh, because while it may be the same song, I think it'll be hard for the player to notice. I guess unless you play a bunch. Uh, also, depending on what's on screen, I'm changing the music ever so slightly. So he's, like, dealing with, like, action, weather. The dynamic music that he composed for the soundtrack is also really cool. Okay. To an extent. Like, um, it's... It's not as dynamic as, like, yeah, because, like, uh, apparently, like, if there is a scene and then there's, you're in the same place, but maybe it starts to rain, the music will change. Um, But since the weather in this game isn't random, like Breath of the Wild, uh, it's still, it's not really dynamic in that it's, you know, it changes randomly. It's just, it feels dynamic because of the way that he put it together. Okay, apparently, hold on, so he composed all of the main tracks, and he's credited with all the tracks, so this is the only place I'm ever seeing there is anything different, but he says, he's asked if he composed all of the songs himself, and he says he left the techno or mechanical music to Kitsuda. So, anything that's got, like, uh, techno or mechanical sounds to it, apparently may have been done by this other guy. So, huh. He's asked if the songwriting went smoothly. He says no. Because <laughs> there's a song that has a habit of appearing in the scenario whenever it's necessary. Th- this is the only song, and I wish I knew which one, the only song that Itoi himself like actually took a hand in. He was asked to create a strong-sounding song. Um, Sakai says the song gives off a poisonous feeling, like a ruling fist. It has a very alternative style, like a military song. And it's a song with a twisted feeling. What song do y'all think he's talking about? Because I don't know. Oh, oh, New Park City. Kind of New Park that's City. What, that's what I think of it as. The Porky Steam Light Motif. Yeah. The Porky Steam Light Motif. Okay. Gotcha. There we go. That makes perfect sense then. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> one, one, example, one example of the, uh, the music that Kitsuta composed, because um, they're asked what, what kind of scenes the mechanical music appears in. The mechanical music appears in. Kitsuta says, well, uh, there is one scene where a mech appears. It's a battle scene, and so he approached it with a feeling of, like, let's go. So, uh, a battle scene where a mech wait, appears? There's, there's a lot. There's a lot. Okay. Um, so, apparently, I, any, natural, anyone... Natural or cyborg comes to mind. Anyone um, or some of those could have been composed oh, by um, Takuto Kitsuda. Oh, I thought... Okay, mech, not chimera. No, not chimera, a mech, okay. like a big so robot. Yeah, definitely game. natural killer cyborg. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's totally, like, that, that theme goes hard. Okay. Super Einstein. So that one's not a Sakai track, apparently. Um, I considered putting that on the list. Oh, hate the oh. technically, right? You yeah. know what? All of this that I've been talking about, apparently, was from an interview. Again, this was 1997, so this is back when the game was still being developed for the N64. Oh, what might have been? The compositions. Like cool back then. The compositions still, I believe, stayed the same here, but this may also be why Sakai was credited with Mother 3. Uh, I'm wondering, though. He had to have gone back and used some of the stuff that was developed for the for the early game. I, we know that a lot of the soundtrack from Earthbound 64 was eventually turned into the soundtrack from Mother 3. So, uh, but that if it was implemented because it was, for the 64 it was being implemented implemented by Kitsuda. I don't know if that's the case for for the GBA. Um, 
But yeah, so uh, that was kind of a long and, and rambly little intermission there. But I did want to get a little bit into that because it's one of the rare times when Sakai himself was actually being interviewed. So uh, that's going to be fun to go back and post and sort of put together in a meaningful way. But but um, cool stuff. I never talked much about adolescence. So yeah, let's talk a little more about um, that track though. So. Talk a little about your um, uh, um, why, why you picked this to represent part of this 2% you're bringing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the sort of, it has a lot of keep that shows up in like a couple other places, uh, like fun naming, uh, like right at the beginning of the game. Hmm. Um, and it's like adolescence, it's, it's sort of, this to me, it's like the definition of being a kid, just running around, doing whatever stupid stuff you think of, because <laughs> it's it's fun, just without a care in the world. And that was that's sort of how the beginning of the game uh, is like you're you, you go outside, you're so excited, you like you like try to go outside in your pajamas. <laughs> then you you meet up with your brother. He's wrestling friendly dinosaurs. You get crushed by one. You fight a mole cricket. Good stuff. It's just fun kid stuff that totally sticks around for the entire game and does not become super depressing. Oh. Um, uh, yeah. But, like, yeah, even though even though so much, like, goes wrong, like, right after the beginning, the there's, like, always this theme of, like, stuff happens, but the world doesn't stop being weird and funny and beautiful, in a way. And that that sort of yeah one second you're going through a mushroom induced hallucination where everyone in your life hates you yeah next you realize you confuse a uh, pool of tar for a hot tub <laughs> well and not and just, just uh, not just this song with which is is brilliant by the way it's really really fun and uh, just like you said it's got this lighthearted sort of innocence to it I love all the all the different instruments in it as well kind of how it keeps going back from like ukulele to steel drum and then you've got the the sense the main sense underneath but also just the situation in which you find this song <laughs> talking Toilet to a cow, cow. <laughs> <Toilet cow. laughs> it's, it's it's just it's really really good stuff um, I like it because yeah when you think of mother three you don't often often think of at least I don't often think of like the innocence. I think of the heartache that people tend to associate with this game. But if the heartache wouldn't be as, as meaningful, it wouldn't be as poignant if it weren't for all of the light that you know, yeah. like it. The Porky's trying to put out. <laughs> it, yeah, it, Mother Three is really good at giving you a reason to be sad. Like it, it's not just uh oh, this character's like this character has a sad life. It, it doesn't. It doesn't tell you. It has you there for everything that goes wrong. And then it says, despite all that, there's still good in all of it. Despite everything, it's still you. That's really Shut cool. Shut your mouth. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> That's not well, the point. Before, uh, before Shukapa makes RJ cry, what are we going to be listening to next, RJ? Um, oh, this is going to make me cry. <laughs> um, a certain someone's memories...
that was a certain someone's memories, and um, I know that song. <laughs> yep, it's um, so late into the game, um, in uh, yeah, like right before the final boss, um, you you're storming the Empire Porky Building, and you come across this long hallway, and the music playing is Mother Earth, the first theme you ever hear in the series. And then the next room is like a boat that you get into and it takes you down like this whole thing and like along the walls are like a bunch of things from Earthbound. Like there's um, the Phase Distorter, there's the Skyrunner, there's the two like uh, seeds that are in like the desert. Hmm. There's like wow. both of the phones. Um, there's straight up, like, Porky's Spider-Mech thing. Which the mom totally helicopter. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Oh, yeah, the submarine? Submarine, yeah. Uh, yellow colors, purely coincidental. And the music, <laughs> um, during that is A Certain Someone's Memories, which is the main theme of the entire series, Pollyanna. Originally composed by Keiichi Suzuki. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. I forgot about that. No, that's okay. Uh, I- I'm glad that we got... Because so much of what's important in the soundtrack was how Sakai, the fact that this is the third game in line, and he's having to bring his own stuff to it, but also honor what was in the past. So this is a really good example. And um, I picked this because not only is it like, not only is uh, Pollyanna just the perfect representation of the Mother series with its like lighthearted, just sort of hopeful Thing, and the lyrics matching that uh, in the vocal version, but Pollyanna just straight up is my favorite song, so I had to include it like in this. Yeah. Chukabal, what have you got to say about this? Um, it's very good music. <laughs> A VGM podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what does this song make you think of? Say you need animation, which is where I first heard it. <laughs> yeah. When when this started playing and, and the melody came in, uh, I mean, I mean, you guys saw my face. <laughs> it's like this. Uh, Pollyanna isn't even in the Earthbound all that much. Um, I mean, it's definitely featured, but it's it's, uh, uh, it's in it's Home Sweet Home. Sweet Home. Yeah, but it, this this melody is just such a part of my childhood. It's really good stuff. I'm glad you brought this one. Uh, and there was another interview I want to just talk about briefly. This was one with. Um, the, the director, uh, Mr. Etoy, and he talks about how not just the music, but the game itself probably wouldn't have been possible without Shogo Sakai. He, at one point, had noticed, uh, or had thought about bringing in an outside composer like Keiichi Suzuki to do the soundtrack for this, but because of just how much bigger this project was, he didn't want to have to like relay a message through a third party or anybody like that. And so he picked somebody from who was already in the development team, the sound development team, which is Sakai. And he said, plus Sakai already pretty much knew the most about the Mother 3 story, um, like compared to anybody else. And so like, he was really, really into he the had, story already. He already dried his tears. <laughs> yeah. But he was really into the story already. And so he kind of had, you know, his heart was involved in it. And he, um, 
Itoy talks about, you mentioned earlier, the, the love theme. Um, They're talking about, the interviewer asks if, um, is there one in particular of uh, Mr. Sakai's soundtrack or songs that he particularly enjoys? And Itoy says he can't answer that question, that they're all very good. He actually says the words very good. Very good music. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> the interviewer says after finishing the game, the love theme is a real tearjerker. And Itoy says actually that song was made was made specially later on. Um, actually, we didn't even have that song until far into the game's development. When the ending was still unfinished, we were considering just using the pig mask theme. Um, which how does that one go? I love it because it says he sings the tune and then it spells out what y'all are doing. Dun, dun, dun. It's really cool. Um, but you thought about using that one. Personally, at the time, I was perfectly content with using the Pigmas song as the main theme. But during an extremely important scene, we decided it was necessary to have a new song created that would have the greater impact regarding what we wanted most to portray. Uh, it was December of 2005, and he announced that the game was almost finished, publicly. At that point, the love theme didn't even exist. But um, he uh, he basically said that um, once they saw that scene, he went to Sakai and said, "Okay, we need something else that's gonna like that's gonna add a little more weight oh, to the soundtrack." I think I know exactly track. what scene it is. And Sakai said, "Oh, that's gonna be tough." With a big smile on his face, he then completed the piece almost immediately, <laughs> brought it to me, and said, "How's that?" <laughs> And so the, the love theme, which is the one we're talking about, um, the interviewer says that he heard that Itoi specifically requested a melody that could be played on the piano using one finger. Itoi says, yes, eight melodies shows up in elementary school textbooks, and I even receive emails telling me how people heard the song played on the flute at I school. I know that. That's, that's really cool. After that, I imagined this time a child who can't really play the piano sitting in the school music room playing a piece with a single finger. I told Sakai I wanted a song that anyone could hum along with, and he came up with something really magnificent. Were you going to bring the love theme? Kind of. Kind of? Okay. Okay, because it would be kind of sad if I weren't leading up to something. What are we going to be listening to next? Not <laughs> the last track you hear in the game, but the next to last. I, I said I was probably going to cry. If, if anything's going to do it, it's this. 16 Melodies. Well, you know what? 16 Melodies isn't that long. I think I'm going to go ahead and play both. We'll do 16 Melodies and then lead right into the love theme. Okay. All right. All right. And uh, then we'll come back and talk about I mean, both. I love things part of 16 Melodies, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So here we go.
that, that those those were sixteen melodies and the love theme. Uh, I apologize <laughs> for what I may have cost. <laughs> um, Anyone who has played this game to completion, I'm I'm sure this uh, this is gonna hit hard. I um I've only played like I don't know three quarters of the game or so, and just the composition here is this is really heart wrenching stuff. This is some very complex composition, and there probably are videos that break down what makes this so sad. Um, but you can tell listening to something like this that Sakai knows music inside and out and knows how, how to use it. Really great stuff. I mean, I, I barely need to ask why you brought 16 melodies. It's... <laughs> it, it's 16 melodies. That's... <laughs> it's, I, I really... I love the callbacks. I, I don't... I don't remember. I feel like Keiichi Suzuki also composed the My Sanctuary themes in Earthbound. I don't think that that was Hip Tanaka. At one point, I actually knew. Um, but... So this, again, is partly Suzuki, but mostly Sakai on this one. But the way that he interwove all of these things is... How do the 16 melodies work in Mother 3? Oh, it's not... They're not melodies. It's um, just the two groups of eight melodies, and then... Okay. Yeah, there's there's no real... Oh, it's eight melodies from Earthbound Beginnings, and, or from Mother, okay. yeah. and then the eight melodies from Earthbound, and he brings a bow. And then the love theme to finish off. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this is like the the song yeah, of the series. Because they they just knew from the beginning Mother Three was the finale, so they just they just went for it. Yeah. Well, it makes it almost a shame that people are clamoring for Mother Four because this it, it seems like they wrap it up really well. But and yes. there there are so many follow ups that so many things that are inspired by that I feel like I feel like the series is where it needs to be at this point. Yeah. The like I've always been satisfied with three being the final one like I've like I'm perfectly fine with replaying the three over again as long as Nintendo acknowledges their existence and puts them on newer consoles yeah like, like I just I, I just want a compilation remake is that is that too much to ask there you go a compilation for switch That's... and then also all the fan stuff because like Cogdis, Oddity um there's a yeah, there's a bunch of other ones or uh, <laughs> hopefully <laughs> Yeah. I would die happy if I can compose something this good for Aura. This... You know, uh, among other things. If I could compose anything as close to this good. Like, this is the feeling I was going for in my credit song. <laughs> yeah. And listening to them so close together, this, this is just completely on another level. And it would be the perfect place to end, but... We're not done. <laughs> We're done with uh, with RJ's section, but I do want to mention one thing before we move on, talking about how Sakai loves music so much. I asked when we started if you were bringing anything um, that had to do with the Majipsis, but it's because I found a cool thing. I didn't either haven't gotten to them yet or I didn't remember. Uh, what are some of the Majipsis' names? Oh, I know where you're going with this. Yeah. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can remember them all. Aeolia. Mm-hmm. Doria. Mm-hmm. Ionia, mm-hmm. uh, Lydia, Mixolydia, mm-hmm. yep, Phrygia, mm-hmm. and Locria. There you go. Very good. Shukapad, do you know what those are? Uh, I don't know. Doria, 
Doria. What else does Doria make you think of? Uh, Dora the Explorer. <laughs> Supermercado Rose. Pull the needle boots. <laughs> the Supermercado Rose. Uh, Doria. Dorian. Dorian what? Dorian mode. Dorian mode. Which oh is, my gosh! They're which is what? Yeah, they're musical modes. Yeah. Oh gosh. The Dorian mode, the Lockerian mode, the Mixolydian mode. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a really awesome little Easter egg, and I just wow. had to share it. Just so. one more, and those would be the eight melodies. <laughs> oh man. Yep. Actually, Kumatora was planned to be one. I imagine see. Really? Yeah. There's okay. like an unused sprite of her, like, uh, with like a completely different outfit. Maybe you can cook. It, uh, invent the Kumatorian mode. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I mean, the the eighth, the eighth Majipsi obviously has to be uh, Kirkopia. <laughs> Kirkopia. Oh, man. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to get there next week. Uh, what do you have for us right now, Shooting Pal? Um, I'm going to be bringing back... Uh, actually, I'm going to be continuing uh, this with a secret fifth track. This is Porky's theme from Super Smash Brothers Brawl. It's actually a secret six track because I snuck in a fifth track. Oh. <laughs> All right. So Porky's theme from Super yeah. Smash Bros. Brawl, originally composed by Shogo Sakai for Mother 3 and arranged by Shogo Sakai for Smash Brothers Brawl. theme from Super Smash Bros. Brawl, released in 2008 for the Nintendo Wii, and developed by... Actually, this one, it wasn't developed by HAL. This yeah. was developed by... Developed by Sora... Sora! Sora Limited. Yeah. Sakurai yeah. Studio. You just got in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for not doing Unfounded Revenge. I love Unfounded Revenge to death, but 
It's been done to death. Yeah. Like, apparently, that's all people who haven't played Mother 3, like, that's the only track they think exists. <laughs> well, Porky's theme. This is a really, really cool rendition. Porky was a really great uh, entry in Brawl as a, as a boss. Um, I think that was actually the last thing that I've done in Brawl, is do the Porky part of Subspace Emissary. Hmm. I haven't played since. Wow. Well, uh, so yeah, Porky's theme. Porky and his giant spider mech. Isn't he in the capsule in Brawl? Like in um, the capsule inside the mech? Uh, no, capsule? there's like a there's like a little glass thing he's in, but okay. it's not the capsule. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. it's, it's his uh, Plus, spider suit and Mother 3, right? He's te- yeah. yeah. He's technically not even an ultimate because okay. the spirit that is the absolutely safe capsule has, like, yeah. yeah. The capsule has two sprites, one with him and one without him, and the one they use for Smash is one without him, so he's not even in it. Wow, so Porky is not in Ultimate at all. At all. <laughs> oh man, that's so sad. No, I, th- I thought he would at least be like a, a spirit they'd add in for like the anniversary, but no, they just did an event with all the existing spirits, and it was it was so disappointing. And I really wish they'd brought Porky back as one of the bosses. It makes why sense. Yeah. Why Gallium? Why this random creature invented for Brawl? And they like, and they didn't even like they didn't even use him for the classic modes that like. It would have made sense for. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they used it for, like, Inklings or something. So, yeah, it's... Like, what? Pokemon Trainer, Lucas, Ike, Marth, and Meta Knight. It's that simple. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Wait, why Pokemon Trainer? Because... Lucas and Pokemon Pokemon Trainer. Trainer. Oh, yeah. 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 time. Yep. Yep, yep. All right. Well, so, Porky's theme, and... That is your next-to-last track. Uh, we've gone through Smash Bros., gone through Mother, and now we're going to play another couple of tracks from the other series that Sakai is most associated with. Shukapau, what is our next track going to be? Next up, we have Piggy Enemy from Mother 3, I mean Kirby Mass Tag. <laughs> this is a nice, oh, yeah. little, uh, nice little transition theme. Yep. I, read, so I, read, like Mother 3. I read Piggy Enemy and thought it was... Um, I think it's called Buddha Mask. It's the, just the thing that plays when you're fighting, like, a normal pig mask. Yeah. Uh, Piggy Guys. Yeah. Piggy Guys. Okay. But this is Piggy Enemy, (laughs) Kirby Mask Attack, which came out, like, six years after Mother 3. So, yeah, let's get into it.
How are you, Mr. Hi there, it's me, the astronaut. I'm out here in ad space to talk to you about Piggy Enemy from Kirby Mass Attack, released in 2011 for the Nintendo DS and developed by HAL and released by Nintendo. The first guy to ever compose Piggy Enemy. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. It's a good thing we're not big enough to get sued. I don't think Ryan would sue us. He seems like a pretty cool guy. At least some Ryans do. Some Ryans really don't. They would totally sue us. <laughs> so, yeah, you know that was... I would sue. Aw, that's so sweet. Anyway, um, yeah, so... So, this was Kirby, but it sure sounded like Mother 3. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you haven't played Mass Attack. I was going to say, nope. where does this play? What kind of... I guess you're fighting a piggy enemy, but... I don't you're actually fighting Mennonite. <laughs> <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> All right. You're, playing, um, you're fighting King DDD. I mean, King DDD is a pretty piggy penguin, so. Uh, <clears throat> have you yeah. watched, like, a playthrough or anything? You know, Do you have I, any I, idea? I'd want to see a fight between Porky and King DDD. That never okay, happens actually, in Brawl. Well, in, I mean, you can. I guess you okay. can play as King DDD and fight in, Porky, but. In Ultimate, um, like, back when it first came out, um, I wanted to, like,. I wanted to try to be, like, funny and come up with, like, um, a battle that was, like, the team in Mother 3 versus Porky and the Mass Man, and I went with, like, Monochrome DDD for Porky, so. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Have you played, like, a, or seen, like, a playthrough or anything? Do you have any idea how this fits into the game? Nope. What? I've seen some gameplay, but that's it. Why'd you pick this? Because uh, I, I really like it. It was also part of the Don't say industry. it's very good music. <laughs> it's very good music. <laughs> Welcome to my world, Arch Crouch. <laughs> you can't see me anymore. Where did she go? Must have been the wind. So, you like this, and it's oh also part of the 20th anniversary. Yep. Okay, cool. So, you picked up from that. So, my song is not from the 20th anniversary CD, uh, but it is another Kirby song. There were so many songs I could have chosen from Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. Have you ever played this? Yeah. No. Okay. It's not great. Uh, it looks really, really, really cool. Like the graphics, yeah. it's like Kirby's they, Epic Yarn. They like really world. commit to the style. Yeah. It, it's, Can't you just like cheese it by like having a Wiimote to like play as Bandanity? Supposedly, I don't really know. Um, I haven't gotten through the first level because I just don't like the controls. Uh, I feel like if you if you get into it and learn it, it controls fine. But How I just remotes do we have? I don't like that. Like four, I think four. Oh. Um, I just don't like that style of control. So, but the the visuals are really great and the music is flippin' fantastic. First of all, if you want to hear a Jogo Sakai arrangement of pretty much any classic Kirby song, you can listen to it on the soundtrack. You've got Green Greens. Butter Building, um, uh, uh, Float Islands, um, the Bubbly Clouds, uh, of course you've got Gourmet Race, like, all, all that's crowned is in this, yeah, it's, it's so, so good. There were also a lot of original tracks, and I decided to go with one of those. I definitely encourage everybody to check out this soundtrack. The Mass Effect soundtrack is all Mass Attack. Mass, the Mass <laughs> Effect soundtrack. The Mass Effect soundtrack is really, really great. All of them. But the Mass Kirby Mass Attack I'm soundtrack the Kirby is also Mass Effect favorite song. <laughs> Kirby Mass Effect. Oh man. Oh, we don't have time for this tangent. Anyway, Kirby in the Forgotten uh, Land. Go check, out, <laughs> go check out all these soundtracks. That Kirby in the Forgotten Land. It I'm is so Kirby Mass Effect. We're we're actually we're actually due for another another Nintendo Direct soon, aren't we? I think we'll probably get one at the end we of the year. We haven't hopefully. had one. I mean, we well, haven't had one recently. Well, hopefully, we'll probably yeah, hear something at the Game Awards. The, the people tend to talk about that. But uh, we'll it's going to be so weird, like, 
for, for there not to be a Smash like thing at all. Man, it will be. Unless they Imagine decide to announce secret, the next one. But, secret extra no. DLC character. Okay, no, I, oh, yeah. I I tweeted about this. I think, like, if it's the, Luigi. I think eventually they will do, like, a Fighter Pass 3 to, like, continue with Ultimate. But it will be, like, a couple years down the road. That would be pretty like, cool. So- I... Sakurai gets a break, and, <laughs> like, we we still get more fighters. It's a win-win. I kind of... I kind of doubt it, but yeah, that would be really cool. It's a long cool. shot. But I would like it, but yeah. Be good ending. Well, let's go ahead and get into my last, no, it's not my last track, my second to last track of the evening, and then we've got something really fun to, to finish things out. We're going to listen to, uh, yeah, this song is called Watch Out for That Sloth, <laughs> <laughs> and this is from Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. Welcome back. That was Watch Out for That Sloth from Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. Once again, composed by Shogo Sakai. And this track, or this game, was also developed by HAL, published by Nintendo, and it came out in 2015. So, this is the... No, I was about to say this is the last mainline Kirby game. (laughs) Yeah, everybody forget about Superstar. I'm trying to super, talk here, kids. Superstar? <laughs> yeah, Superstar. That's totally the not the last one that came out. The, what was the last one? The Friendship Star or something? Star Allies. Star Allies, yeah. Yeah. You can tell I played it a lot. <laughs> Star Allies. Oh, man. I'm excited about this next Kirby game, too. But, oh, it, look, uh, <laughs> it looks so good. It looks so good. 3D. You know what else My- is so good? This track... It was really good. I liked it yeah, a lot. Very good music. It's really jazzy, really fun. Jazzy, fun, snazzy. <laughs> snazzy. It is snazzy. I'm never snazzy. saying that again. You know what? Well, ja- jazzy, fun, snazzy. That is RJ's <laughs> catchphrase. <laughs> jazzy, fun, Put snazzy. Put it on a shirt. <laughs> Takes out a thing of Smarties. 
<laughs> RJ says I'm never going to say that again. Monday at school. Chuka Pops like, hey, where you guys are going? RJ, jazzy fun snazzy. <laughs> oh, I can't think of three better words to describe this music, though. Chuka Pops. Without using the words very good or music, what did you think of this track? I'm not enough. <laughs> oh, uh, let's see. This is really fun. Well, I, I said that it, it reminded me of something like it sounds like it could be in Bug Fables. And so we all were trying to discuss what track. You're trying to figure out what track Shukapau thinks it reminds her of. Yeah. And Shukapau is. I got it! Transcending overpowering everlasting! Yeah! <laughs> Um, sorry, I interrupted you. That's okay. The way that you said that made me think of what you were saying about that one track from Mother 3, and now I can't remember which one it is. But the one that everybody, that everybody who hasn't played Mother 3 thinks is the only track? Unfounded Revenge. Unfounded Revenge. Transcending Overpowering Everlasting. The titles there, there I, 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 I sense some Honestly, Transcending Overpowering Everlasting is the fan favorite track from what I can gather. Oh yeah? Like, <clears throat> and yeah, it probably is. <laughs> one of my favorites, but there's so many more. I like everything I've heard so far in Bug Fables. It's really, really good stuff. What's really funny is the first time we played a Bug Fables track on here, Chuka was like, oh, that's pretty good, and had no idea about the game. And yeah, then, yeah like, instead of playing yeah. it. And then, like, a year later, no, I, <laughs> she was like, man, this is really good. It was for, uh, it wasn't a year later, it was just a few months later, because I think we played it in Rivals Part 2. Um, uh, huh. Patchpen recommended that we play Moth of His Yeah, game. Moth of Us. Yeah. Oh, so. Um, her chapter six boss thing. I don't know. Probably. Uh, Mathieu's grandstand. Like yes. Oh, yeah. Mathieu's grandstand. Yes. That one's amazing. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> off topic. Hopefully everybody. Uh, it happens all the time. Hopefully everybody uh, has enjoyed these Kirby tracks. Um, Sakai has not been super active in the last few years, but there is one more soundtrack for a HAL-developed game that I wasn't sure for, for a while when I was looking at this if he was actually a composer because he's just listed as sound. But I did find some um, independent oh, sources that make me think he did compose the, the soundtrack to this. This game, so I've heard of it, it looks really fun, it looks cute, and it got decent reviews. I just I haven't picked it up yet, but it's a physics-based puzzle game. Oh, it is part-time yeah. UFO. Have yeah, you played you this game? No, but I saw you. You saw me looking at, at it earlier. Yeah. So there is a motif in this soundtrack that is in pretty much every song, and it's just this cute little melody. Uh, you've heard through all of this that Sakai is just a master of melody, which is why I like his music so much. That that's my favorite like kind of. I, I like ambient stuff, but stuff with a strong melody is really what gets to me. So. Um, you told me that I have a good melody. You do. You have a good ear for melody. Um, <laughs> wait, that's not you. Uh, but the, the melody for Part Time UFO is a really cool one, and I decided to go with this particular track. There are several that I could have chosen from because it's really cool how Sakai adapts this in all these different situations. I don't know the context of it, but hopefully everybody enjoys it. This is our last uh, in-show track that you're going to hear, and then we'll do our outro conversation which hopefully won't last too long because I know you want to play Smash Shoot, huh? Yeah. But from part-time UFO, we are going to listen to the track called High School.
that was high school from Part Time UFO. What did you all think of that? It was very. It was. It was. It was good. Very good. It was also music. That's a fun little track, really cartoony, uh, which I think fits the the style of the game. And y'all were talking about how. What did you say this was from Earthbound? The Runaway Five theme. It does have some Runaway Five. I was saying it. It's like half Kirby, half Pikmin. Yep. Because it's got like whistles and like little chants, and you were saying that reminded you of the like, whistle. Yoshi. The whistle reminded me of Mario RPG, actually, um, but the uh, little chants reminded me of Yoshi for sure. Uh, not as annoying as the Yoshi chants, but. And I don't know what it's saying. I think it's some kind of like silly rendition of part-time UFO. Although the last word is not UFO, it's like. Or something like that. It's really cute, though. And this is a fun little fun little tune. Uh, there are only like 18 tracks on the soundtrack, so everybody go check it out. Listen to how this melody is adapted. There's some really fun stuff. And uh, this is a nice little capper for Shogo Sakai. Now, Shogo Sakai didn't do any Pikmin, <laughs> but this does have that, uh, that Pikmin sound to it a little bit. And the whistles, yeah, this will definitely whistles in Pikmin. That's a thing. Real quick, I'm going to play the um, short little loop that we're going to use as the blooper reel. I might actually have to throw in some more blooper reel stuff, so if y'all have any suggestions, I'll add them to the list. But here's a... Um, I think we're going to have more than 30 seconds of blooper material after this episode. <laughs> but this... No, we did everything perfectly and didn't mess up once. <laughs> but the blooper reel I'm bringing is uh, another track from the Minnesota Fats game. It's just called Merry-Go-Round, and it's got a nice little sound to it. But everyone, this has been our showcase of Shogo, uh, Shogo, Shogo Sakai Showcase. I can't do anything with that. This has been our Shogo Sakai Showcase. I can't say it now. This has been our feature episode covering the work of famed Mother 3 composer Shogo Sakai. And RJ, it has been a pleasure having you on as a guest for this episode. Uh, thank you. Thanks for having me. It was, it was really fun. Yeah. Uh, even if I almost cried. Aw. Um, but I got to listen to billiards, UFOs, and um, Porky's, so... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, really good. that's a good afternoon any time of day. So. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, so, Chukapow, what do you think was your favorite track this episode? Um, probably Fantasy Meadows. Think so? Either that or 16 Melodies. 16 Melodies, I think, might have to be track of show. It's just so good. Uh, my other favorite would probably be the sloth theme that I brought. Yeah, it's just, it was a lot of fun. Um, uh, RJ, what do you think? Probably also 16 Melodies. If not, like, I might have just contradicted myself because earlier I said, okay, so specifically with a certain someone's memories, I like 16 Melodies more than that, but then just Pollyanna in general. Okay. Means more to me, so. Gotcha. Yeah. So, out of these four specific tracks, 16 melodies. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Good stuff. Well, this has been our first December episode, and we have got a really, really cool lineup of shows for you. Next week, we are going to be presenting our Grant Kirkhope episode, where we'll be joined by my good buddy, Prop Jeff, returning to the podcast for episode 11, as he always does. And then episode 12, we are going to feature a 
just fantastic conversation that Shukapau and I had recently with a very, very special guest. Our uh, big Susan, 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 Susan. You, you um, told me about this uh, one, I think. Yeah, I think you probably did because it was really excited, really exciting. And um, Shukapau, episode 12, who is our special guest going to be? Brental Floss. <laughs> Brental Floss. Brent's Black joined us for like a three-hour conversation <laughs> and it's going to be a long episode but man it's going to be worth it we talk about some really cool stuff there are some rental floss exclusives that come to light in the episode and it's just it's going to be a whole lot of fun so i'm excited to finally get that out there and be able to start talking about it and uh, plan it up a little on the twitters and stuff like that speaking of which uh Chukapow, where can everybody find us on flat.io that's where they can find that's you it. <laughs> Lloyd Irving for Smash. You'll, you'll find all of us. We're trapped. Please get us out. <laughs> hey, RJ, you, you should ask ask Shukapau if, if they're going to change the name of their uh, flat.io. Because it's no, Lloyd, Lloyd Irving for Smash. I'm not, yeah, I'm you, not changing. I'm not changing the name. I'm Lloyd, so. Lloyd Irving for uh, DME costuming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. harsh. Uh, um, hey, I, my dreams were crushed, too. I wanted Gino. How many I hear you, man. How many hills are you dying on? <laughs> like, Guardians 2? There's the one you told me about earlier. Yeah, Guardians 2 is the best Marvel movie. Um, not even a contest. Well, we're only about a third of the way in, so we'll have to, to wait and see. I am inclined to disagree as much as I love Guardians 2. I think my personal favorite... Ooh, that's so hard. I really like... Winter Soldier, like a lot. Winter Soldier is good. That's. But I think my personal favorite might be Thor Ragnarok. I haven't seen it since. Yeah. When it, but yeah, I haven't seen it since it came out. But I like them all. I mean, the weakest one is Iron Man two, and even it's a, an okay movie. So. You like Thor? You, you like Thor two? I like I like the Dark too? World more than Iron Man. I like really. I, yeah, I do. I just I don't know. I don't know what it is. But Hulk? this is this. I don't count those. <laughs> They're not technically part of the MCU. They predated the MCU a little bit. Like Incredible no, this, Hulk, specifically sort of... this, the, the the Hulk that is in the MCU. Oh yeah, I love. Oh yeah, he's my favorite Hulk by far. No, but by the, the um, Hulk there, there was a Hulk movie. It was in it was in between Iron Man. Are in... you talking about the Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that I, one is horrible. It's but not. I had, it's not. It's not. It horrible. might be like halfway up just because of how much I laughed at it. I like that movie well enough but I think that's because the only Hulk I had seen before that was Ang Lee's Hulk in like 2003 or something the other don't don't see it's just called Hulk don't see it it's bad it's not <laughs> even funny bad it's just bad it's really not good uh, Incredible Hulk was okay um, if we're counting that one then it's the weakest MCU movie but it's still okay but that was quite a tangent there uh, Shukapau where else can they find you on Twitter at Shukapau yeah. Where I do nothing. <laughs> you also hang out on our Discord. Link is in the show notes. You can yeah. find us on YouTube. Discord. And yeah, we have a Discord. Whoa. Yeah. If you're on Discord, you should totally join us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Shukapau can send you an invitation. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and uh, we have a Discord. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube. If we get like 12 more subscribers, then we can have our own custom URL. So tell your friends. We recently broke the 100 follower mark on Twitter. Our uh, Twitter at VGMBGM, no, at VGM Pod, now has 107 followers as of my last count. You can find us on all your podcatchers. I mean, if you're listening to this, chances are it's on an actual podcast or Spotify or something. So yeah, you can find us all those places. And, oh, I never finished what we're 
finish talking about what we're going to do in December. So after the Brent episode, we have a, I believe that after that is our next, yeah, episode 13 is going to be on Christmas Day. And we're going to be talking about show, not Shogo Sky, Koji Kondo Winter Tracks, as yeah. we mentioned before. And that will be followed up one week later on New Year's Eve by our bonus episode 10, which will be each of our top 10 tracks from 2021 and the podcast on 2021 not like new soundtracks ah, that came okay. out this year yeah that caused some confusion last year too but we'll be talking about the, the the greatest of the podcast for 2021 and i've already started narrowing down my list um it's gonna be hard this year <laughs> chukapau have you even started on your list uh for winter tracks nope um nope See, RJ can tell me what I've been talking about for the last 30 seconds, but you can't. The, the top of the top ones of the year. Yeah, our bonus. Yeah. The uh, best of the year. No. I, I, I don't <laughs> have, like, Put your games away. You kids these days are always playing with your <laughs> Pokemans and your, 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 your Marios. I'm curious. Can you play Pokemon Uranium on there, Kyler? Uh, no. Aw, sad day. Nintendo's going to kill us. Dad, why would you do that? They're gonna hunt us down. I'm not afraid of the Nintendo ninjas. I play yeah. I play Nintendo songs on my podcast. Yeah, we have Sneak 100. Yeah, because nobody knows about us. <laughs> if you know about us, you can also send us an email at verygoodmusicbgm at gmail.com, or you can comment on any one of our things I just mentioned a minute ago. Uh, but for now, this has gone on for almost two hours and I still haven't put any music in so I think we're going to um, call it quits and you guys can go play some Smash and I'll get ready to go have lunch or have dinner with Prof Jeff who will be coming back and joining us for another recording session this evening oh man this is going to be a long day but it's fun I'm going to have so much to edit uh, it's been it's been great so uh, oh RJ where can our listeners can our listeners find you anywhere online um, is there anything that you're doing that you'd like them to see uh not necessarily like to, not necessarily like to see. They could just. I'm on Twitter. Um, at Ridge Gacria, it's impossible to spell, but just R I J J G A C R I A. That that's me. And uh, I'll I'll um, at R J on the, the post for this episode, so you can find him there. So. <laughs> I talk about stupid stuff, um, serious stuff occasionally, but mostly just whatever I think of that's not funny. I like a lot of your comments. Thank so, you. Yeah. And, uh, have you composed anything new since uh, we last talked? Since New York? <laughs> um, New York was amazing. I, it's so good. Not really. I haven't composed much during Thanksgiving break because I haven't had much time on, on my Chromebook. Oh, I have homework to do. Oh. <laughs> do you have homework to do, Shukapel? Maybe. You should probably check on that, I guess. Yeah. All right, we're going to go so these two can work on, on homework and stuff after Smash, I guess. But I guess until next time, play very good games, be very good people, and keep listening to Very, very Good, good music. music. I got my house key, I got my chapstick, I got my watch.
And if that's a little, like, Oshawott keychain thing, yeah. So, yeah, your pockets are like an RPG inventory, like you said. Yep. Eight things of Smarties, seven or eight Rolos, None lots of, of Jolly Ranchers. Eaten. Uh, yep, 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 there we go. What? Do you spit out the plastic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. The first time so, she did that was the, the funniest, the, the most I'd laughed in years. <laughs> so, uh, a couple of visual elements here. Shukapau just grabbed a roll of Smarties from a jacket pocket and without unwrapping it, just took a big bite out of it. <laughs> I also want to it's mention it had two wrappers! What? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I also want to mention that RJ is wearing a really, really cool Mother 3 shirt. Just for the occasion. Yeah, I just noticed it. That is awesome. I'm going to have to get a picture of the shirt and put it on our art. I want to share that. That's really cool. So yeah, everybody take a look at the, uh, the artwork on YouTube and uh, you'll you'll see a picture of this awesome shirt. So. All right. My signature move. Taking a bite out of a full thing of Smarties. That's my special attack. You can finish your Smarties and then we'll come back officially. Right. <laughs> I don't want to see you getting anything out of your candy bucket today. <laughs> I, I think you're probably set for now. See, now I think I know what you do. Now I think you just grab a couple of handfuls and shove them in your pocket, your jacket pockets and then carry those around until you want more candy and then you go back and grab a couple more handfuls. For like three days, I just like grabbed all like the all my favorite candy like after Halloween and just like took it to school with me. I was eating freaking yep. like Reese's Cups, Skittles just the whole day. <laughs> well, one of these days, it's going to catch up with y'all. Just, just saying. <laughs> but, oh, I didn't mean to bring down the mood. <laughs> anyway. Speaking of though, um, oh, no, I can't do that because we haven't officially come back. All right. You can, so you just say the name of the track and then we come back and talk about it. Kind of lost my train of thought. That, that's going to happen a lot, by the way. Just so, so you're good. Um, <clears throat> I love that they made a kingdom called Next Door. The kingdom next door. And then, um, the first bit in Greenhorn is called, uh, Ease in Flames. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's meta. Uh, that kind of force wall breaking stuff. Um, so I, I am recording, because I've oh. started. Uh, it's, it's, it's fun. <laughs> um, uh, I, I like getting you, like, when you're relaxed and just kind of talking and you don't have to think about what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I will say, we're fine right now, but, um, I know the magnets help you stay focused and stuff, but the clicking gets really, really picked up by, by this. Which is also why I was kicking your feet a minute ago when you were shuffling, because... Maybe I should bring my DS and game again. <laughs> uh, I'll let you do that later, which... I think so. You're playing something. Oh yeah, it was, uh, we played the opening theme from Sword and Shield on episode one. What's funny is I think I actually picked it. <laughs> but, yeah. Alright, that was... <clears throat> That was... Oh, wait. You get to read a sentence, but back up. Go ahead. <laughs> it's okay. Oh. <laughs> RJ is, is drawing in the background. So, yeah. <laughs> um, put down the giant scissors and let your friend continue the conversation. Um, <laughs> one of the NPCs in Tasmili. Full circle. And uh, the cat is being cute. Oh no, I wasn't recording that whole time. And there is now a cat on the table. So, fortunately, she's very quiet, so hopefully none of y'all will hear her. There's a bit of cat butt in your way. 
Oh, there. Now it's, now it's my way. Alright, shoot the valve. Bring us back. Alright. Challenge stages are just way too hard. I'm talking about Recruit Dreamland, by the way. Because I know you just started recording. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, 100% of the main final. Beat the arena. Uh, with the help of my siblings. Beat all three stages of Ninja Dojo and Scope Shot. And beat Satan again. <laughs> I remember when I beat the true arena and Planet Robobot. I, I was probably like one of my proudest gaming moments because it, it took me forever. Like it, it was crazy. Yeah, I that true arena is ridiculous. It is. I think the closest so I've come to beating something like that is in. Twilight Princess, I beat, like, the Gauntlet dungeon, where you had to, like, go down 50 levels, and each level gets harder. And I also beat the one in Wind Waker. That one wasn't quite as difficult, but Twilight Princess really gave me a run for my money. That was, that was something. Did you get, like, the best reward, like, ever, apparently? And, like, the Wind Waker one? Wind Waker, I actually don't remember what the reward was. I think? Um, in Twilight Princess, you get armor that makes you invincible, but runs on rupees. Oh yeah, and oh, yeah. it goes down a rupee a second, <laughs> and it's also really heavy, and so you can't go very fast in it. It's it's, it's not great, but yeah, I, don't, I, don't like I, I think I remember like someone in a video mentioning like uh, in the original uh, Wind Waker, you get like a lame, his heart's kind of lame for like all of that, but then in the like in HD, you get like the mask that like makes enemies not notice you or something. Like yeah. The, like the equivalent, the equivalent of the stone mask. Or Majora's mask in Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Um, Wind Waker. Is yep. that one of the DLC items? It's a DLC item. And so in Breath of the Wild, there are different masks you can wear. Like if you wear a Bokoblin mask, then Boko yeah. doesn't recognize you. The Majora's mask works on all enemies. Oh, that is... That's, yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't... Mine also notice you after a little bit of time. Yeah. And I don't know if it works on boss enemies, like the Hinox. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> um, okay, the Savage Labyrinth. Wind Waker. Savage Labyrinth. Reward. Okay, Savage Labyrinth. Zelda Wiki. Oh, you get a triple shark for that? It's like at the top. Main item. Triforce chart. Hero's charm. Oh yeah, Triforce chart and piece of heart. Triforce shard. Okay, yeah, because you're you have to do part of it to get Triforce shard, but then when you get all the way to the bottom, you get the hero's charm. Yes. Yeah, that's the mask I was talking about. That thing. Hero's charm is equipped and unequipped from the mask also functions. Mass also functions during most boss battles, only with a longer life gauge across the bottom of the screen. Um, charm, toy pennant, charm, use, revealing an enemy's health. Okay. I <laughs> uh, just remember that Ocarina and Majora Link canonically died, and you see his corpse in Twilight Princess. You see his ghost. Same thing. Course. He's like skeletal. Oh yeah, yeah. But the guy who teaches you how to use the sword in Twilight Princess is the hero of time, who died. 
because Twilight Princess is on the bad timeline. Uh, Zelda's weird. We're not talking about Zelda right now. We're talking about Kirby. Yeah. What was that attraction? And I keep making mouth noises. It's going to be fun to edit out later. Yeah, that's your thinking noise. <laughs> Miss Piggy. Oh, Kirby! <laughs> Puppets. Yeah. Oh, okay. I wanted to think of is that Smash Bros. mod where it replaces Captain Falcon with Kermit. <laughs> I thought it was Ryu. Mm. Captain oh, yeah, Kermit. Ryu, isn't it? Hadouken! Pure Yuken! The Muppet Show has just begun! <laughs> it's time to play the music. It's time to light the lights. <laughs> it's time to leave a like down below the video and subscribe if you haven't already. Yeah. Look, look. This podcast is sponsored by Rage <laughs> <laughs> Alright. <clears throat> the VGM Podcast. Among us. And that's the end. Yeah. <laughs>